Welcome to the Cam and T Podcast, the ultimate destination for all sports and popular culture. I am your co-host, Tony West. And I'm your co-host, Cam. I'm thrilled to be your guide through the exhilarating intersection of sports and the entertainment world. For the latest game-changing moments on the field, even into the hottest trends of music, movies, and more, we've got you covered. Each episode, we finna dive into the thrilling highlights, untold stories, and the captivating behind-the-scenes secrets that make both sports and pop culture so irresistible. So whether you're a sports fanatic, a popular culture guy, or somewhere in between, get in and join us on this adrenaline-pumping journey through the best of both worlds. This is the Cam and T Podcast. Let's enjoy the action. What is up, everybody? You know it's your boys, man. We back again. Y'all know what it is. Cam and T Podcast. We on season one, episode 12 now, bro. So we, we kind of getting used to this thing now, man. So shout out to y'all for all this love and support. Obviously, it's really episode 12, bro? Episode 12, bro. Yeah, No man. way. We moving, no way. man. We moving, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. We moving. So uh, appreciate y'all for all the love and support, man. Y'all already know it's your boy, T-Town West. And we got my host, co-host with me, my brother from another mother. Cam, how you doing, my brother? Living good, man. Finally feeling better. Um, I just came you back. You sound a lot. You sound a lot. Yeah. I remember telling you that we were talking. You sound a lot clearer, yeah. bro. Yeah, I'm man. I feel I feel better. I think I'm, I'm at like 99.9%. You know what I'm saying? Good. <laughs> so, um, but I feel good. You know what I'm saying? I came back from Vegas last week. Um. And I feel energized, you know what I'm saying? I had a really good time out there. Yeah. So um, I actually stayed. So I stayed in the same hotel that Las Vegas Aces play. Okay. Yeah. I stayed where the Raiders played. There was a walkway to get over there. Okay. So I wasn't far from that either. So, man, I had a really good time. Vegas is cool. Really everything on the West Coast, as you know. But the West Coast, man, golly. It's a vibe out there, man. It's a vibe, bro. It's really a vibe out there. I'm telling you, I'm ready to go back, man. I swear. How long was you out there? I know we getting off subject, but how long was you out there? I was out there for God. It don't seem like I was out there long, but I was out there for almost a week. I was oh, out there okay. from um. Well, no, it wasn't always a, almost a week. It was out there from. Was it? It was Tuesday through Friday. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but 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 like, I was I was jet lagged all weekend. I'm still getting yeah. over it, man. Yeah. Like going yeah. from that, that that time change and that's another thing and i you know not to not to start things off but i do want to touch on that real quick if you don't mind yeah go ahead um when it comes to like the conferences you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like specifically in i mean shoot football but also really any other sport yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm thinking about these pac 12 teams stanford um, who is who else coming to the ACC? Oh, uh, um, Cal over there. Cal. Cal, they come in. They come in over to the Atlantic coast. I mean, that's a big time change. You know what I'm saying? That they yeah. going from, they're going from coast to coast, and I feel bad for them kids. Suppose you play Clemson and Florida State on the road in back to back weeks. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you probably and you probably gonna have to stay that whole time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I would figure they are. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't go back to the West Coast. You, I wouldn't think you wouldn't. I wouldn't think, you know what I'm saying? And it, I just think about them kids. I feel so bad for them because, 
not only like not all of them are going to make it to the NFL. Like they got to exactly. get their degrees. You know what I'm saying? They got to mm-hmm. get their studies going. And even the ones that make it to the NFL, they probably on a fast track to get their degree anyway. You know right. what I'm saying? And I feel right. bad for them because they have to be on a, on a whole different time zone for two weeks or more, depending on what sport it is. You know what I'm saying? And then they got to go back and now they got to adjust and still try to make it to class, still try to make it to practice. Yeah. I mean, God, Lee. I feel, yeah. I mean, I, I really feel for those kids, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but that's all I had to say about it, really. It's just, yeah, I we might bad, have to jump man. back into that when we start talking college football towards the end of the episode tonight. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you know me, mm-hmm. I frequent LA a lot, I go out there a lot, at least mm-hmm. once or twice a year. And I'm telling you, coming back from west to east is brutal, like mm-hmm. it's rough, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it is tough, man. It's I just like I say, I can't imagine those kids that you know are coming from San Francisco Bay Area and gotta come all the way across the country to play Clemson. And then, yeah. like you said, they might have to turn around next week and play, let's just say Chapel Hill. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's that's tough, bro. It's tough on me, and I'm an adult with just one yeah. job. So I yeah. can't imagine being a college kid. You got practice, you got study, you got all that going on. Yeah, all and of that across the country. It's just it's a mess, man. It's so, it's too much, man. It's too yeah. much for the kids, man. When, I, you I think that, about, when you do that West Coast back to the East Coast trip, it takes you like three or four days to recover. Like to recover. Like I said, I came back Friday and I was late. I was I was I usually get to work. I usually get to work late anyway. I usually get to I yeah. usually start working about 10, 10 30. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, I need to be out there at nine, but that's that's another story for another day. But um, but today I ain't I'm, I ain't get out there till almost twelve because yeah. I was just so tired I couldn't even get out of bed, bro. And it's yeah. like that jet lag it, coming from the west coast. That is jet lag is, is terrible. And not only yeah. that, but you got to think about how many hours you losing. You know what I'm saying? Like I was on the west yeah. coast, I was waking up at six every day. Yeah, uh, over that's there because I had to that's be I had to be down. Yeah, I had to be ready for the conference at seven every day, and. Yeah. You know, East Coast time. That's, that's like 10, almost twelve. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm waking. You know, when I came back that, on that that Saturday, I woke up five minutes before the Clemson game started at twelve. Yeah, I believe you know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it's tough, man. I feel bad for them, man. But um, but if you're ready to get started, you know, yeah, let's, um, let's go ahead. And let's jump go ahead and... We got a we got a fun show tonight, y'all. <laughs> We're gonna talk a little bit. We're gonna talk a lot of NFL. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk a lot of NFL tonight. We're going to talk about some of the worst teams, some of the best teams in the NFL so far. We're like a month into the season already. So we're starting to mm-hmm. kind of know who these teams are. We're going to talk about who is possibly up for MVP right now in the NFL. Uh, like I said, the first month is coming pretty much to an end here this weekend. Damian Lillard was traded since the last time we spoke. So we'll definitely talk about that as well. I actually see AB in the comments saying, are y'all ready to have the Anthony Richardson conversation? That might be one that we're going to have pretty soon here. Um, so we'll talk that. We'll talk a little college football as well towards the end. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun show, man. So let's go ahead and kick it off, man. Let's get it going, bro. But So, T, yeah. my question to you is just starting off, you know what I'm saying, give me, give me your best teams in the NFL – Give me your worst teams in the NFL, and also give me your surprises as well. Okay, okay. So let me start off with the good. I think the best team in the NFL at this moment, I feel like it's probably the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they're just sound all sides of the ball. That roster is talented. Literally, they don't have any holes. 
the 49ers are the best team in the league right now, in my opinion. I don't really see many holes on that roster. Second best team in the NFL, I still feel like it's the Dolphins. Um, I know they got beat this past week by the, the, the Bills. The Bills always own them up there in Buffalo. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. taking that with a caveat. Um, I still think that, you know, the Bills are probably – they might be right behind. I think they're probably like the third or fourth best team in the NFL. Um, I mm-hmm. think they're right behind um, Miami. I still think I believe in Miami a lot. I'm still not sold on the Eagles as far as like mm-hmm. being up there, up there. But as of right now, I probably will put the Cowboys above the Eagles at this moment. Mm-hmm. Eagles just have not shown me enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, they need to be up there at three or four. I, I just don't see it. I, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. And I'm going to tell you, to jump into the surprises, it's not really that much of a surprise to me, but the Detroit Lions, man, they're a good team. Yeah. Like, yeah, they they're are. a legitimate team that's probably going to win the North. And I said that when we did our predictions earlier this year. You remember I said yeah. the Lions are winning this division. And as you can see, they just get better and better every single week. Jared Goff looks amazing. Ben Johnson and, and, and you know, company, they're cooking up stuff on that offense. And I wish we had that in Carolina. Um, that's yeah. a whole other story for another they, day. They got the best run defense in the league. Yeah, and they got one of the best run de- Yeah, exactly. So, again, the Lions have been my surprise. Um, and then another surprise, even though their, their record probably doesn't indicate it, um, the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Arizona Cardinals, I thought they wouldn't lose a – I thought they would be not competitive in any games. I thought they would get blowed out in every single game. I didn't think they would even be close in any game. And they've been pretty much in every single game they played this season. And on top of that, beating one of the better teams in the NFL in the Cowboys, fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, So, again, um, you know, I, I would put them in my surprise category. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and jump over to the bad. I think the worst team in the in in the whole NFL is the Carolina Panthers. I know everybody <laughs> wants to say the Bears and all that. Frank Reich is the most overrated coach in the NFL that continues to get chance after chance after chance. I don't understand it. This guy has not did anything in the NFL worth noting. He has made the playoffs once as a head coach. He has won the AFC South once. And got booted out in the freaking wild card. This dude is a bona fide, not really a good coach. And everybody wants to hype this guy up. As a Panthers fan, I'm already sick of him. I think he sucks at his job. I don't really know why he keeps getting chances. This guy is a bona fide scrub. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Frank Wright is not a good coach. He has no enthusiasm. He has no type of personality. It's like looking at a freaking blank white wall. This guy stinks. He doesn't have an identity in the NFL, and he really never has. Have you ever noticed all of his teams have kind of just been, like, mediocre? Has he ever had a good team where you're like, okay, that team exudes excellence or even a a great or good? No, you don't see that because, Frank Reich, you take on the personality of your head coach. He's a bland, oh, yeah, yeah, he's that type of guy. And to me, Frank Reich is a horrible coach. The freaking Chicago Bears absolutely stink. They Panthers and, and Bears, 1A, 1B. Either one. Both of them suck. Matt Eberflus, whatever your name is, you should be fired, bro. You were up 28-7. to 7. Justin Fields was playing the best game of his <laughs> career, and you absolutely botched it and let 
that probably the third worst team in the NFL mm -hmm. and, and the Denver Broncos come back and beat you at your crib. It's ridiculous, bro. They need to blow that whole thing up. And I got to take on Justin Fields that I'll get to later on. Um, but yeah, man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. If, if D, Chicago needs to blow that whole thing up. It's over. I know Big Cat said this last week. It's over for the Bears. Blow it up. You're probably going to have the top two picks because I don't think the Panthers are winning more than three games this season. And I don't think they are either. Um, so you're probably going to have two top picks. You go get Caleb Williams. You go get Marvin Harrison uh, with those two picks. And then you build from there. Um, again, that's kind of where I stand it. And like I said, I think the third worst team in the NFL, you would think I would be putting like, you know, uh, Arizona here. I, I would probably say the New York Giants or the Denver Broncos are right there at one of the worst teams in the NFL. But that's my take on it. I know it was long-winded, but that's kind of where mm -hmm. I stand. <clears throat> no, I agree. Shoot, I think I agree with everything you just said, bro. I think um, I think really – so you said the best teams in the NFL, so the 49ers at one. Man, the 49ers, listen, if they don't – win the Super Bowl this year, in my humble opinion, I think it's a bust. I think the whole season is a bust if they don't win the Super Bowl this year. They have no excuse. They have every box checked, like you just said. Yep. And 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 I'm a gas old boy up for a second. Quarterback isn't an issue anymore. Brock Purdy is good. Yeah, he's a yeah, yeah he's, he's a above average he's, quarterback in the league. As simple as that. He's a good yeah. quarterback. I mean God, mm -hmm. I mean she's he he ain't no worse than what Jimmy G was. You know what I'm saying? Right. Honestly, he probably better. He's better. I seen a, yeah, yeah. I seen a stat earlier today that said that I, he leads. He's tied for the most throws in tight windows, the most touchdowns yeah. in tight windows. That brother has accuracy. He's he could throw that ball. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I got the 49ers at one for sure. Um, two. Um, you say you got Miami. Honestly, right now, I would probably put at least the way they've been playing the last two weeks, I probably put the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Last three weeks, I probably put the Bills. Um, I just think, you know, your boy Josh Allen, he playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's playing um, good. He playing crazy right now. I gotta give credit where it's due. I know people on the uh people online, they gonna <laughs> they can be like, What he gassing up Josh Allen? Yes, he's playing great. All right. Yeah, he's playing great um, ball right now. Yeah, ain't no no doubt about it. Everybody healthy. It's just a really you know. Well, they lost um, Tredavious White. Yeah, yeah, Tredavious White. They lost him. Um, but um, I said Tremaine Edmonds. They lost Tredavious White. He used to play. He used to play um, for the Bills though, so I understand yeah, why you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost Tredavious White, which which sucks. You know, I think that's is that the third season in a row he's been out. Second, 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 second season in a row. He's been out the whole season. Yep. Yeah. So um that's tough, but still they just playing out of their mind. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll bounce back. They'll be just fine. Um third, I would probably still go. I probably put the Dolphins. I yeah. think the Dolphins just they was just coming down from a high, but I think they gonna they gonna put it back together. And then um I would probably round it out with the Cowboys and the Eagles. They probably yeah. be the rest of my top five. Yeah. Um the surprises, um, so Arizona, obviously, the Bucks, those are my yeah. biggest surprises because I had them ranked 
32 and 31. Yeah, same. They were low. You know what I'm saying? They was low. Um, the Rams are also a surprise for me. I had them ranked. Yeah. I think I had them at like 28. Yeah. Um, but two other wild cards that I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna talk about these guys for a little bit, but the Texans and the Colts, I think, are also um surprises for me because they're led by rookie quarterbacks. Well. We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. But I think their rookie quarterbacks are playing out of their mind. And I just think they all their those teams are very much um playing like they ain't got nothing to lose. They playing with house money at this point. Yeah. Um but the worst teams in the NFL without a doubt I got Carolina at 32. I have the um Bears at 31. And then at 30, man, it's tough to even say. Broncos probably go there, to be honest with you. Um, they did come back from behind and, and win the game, but still they they gave up 70 last week. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not fool, I'm not fooling with that. And then I would probably say I think you got the Giants. I think the Steelers are a team that needs yeah. to be um looked at. Um, but too. another team, yeah, I was about to say, so that's where I was about to go next. So I should have said this as one of my surprise teams, but the Bengals are surprised because they just been they've been absolutely trash this year. Um who did they beat? They beat the commanders. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um on Monday night, was that who they beat last Monday? Uh, I think that's right. Let me see. Yeah, let me or was it the are you yeah, I'll check while you keep going, but yeah, I think that's who they beat was the commanders. Yeah. So either way, the Bills. So uh, if you look at the numbers, Joe Burrow has been the worst quarterback in the NFL this year, and I'm not saying that as a as a shock value. I'm not saying that because I believe it. They beat I'm the Rams. That. That's who it was. The Rams. Sorry. Oh, they beat the Rams. Oh, it yeah. was a Super Bowl. Re- that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was a Super Bowl rematch. That's right. Um, Commanders must have played the Eagles in on that Monday night. Or my, I might just be tripping. It don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. yeah, yeah. But regardless, um, the Bengals, though, man, I Joe Burrow has been playing as the worst quarterback in the NFL, yeah. and it's not even close. I don't think. Yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. It is close. There are a couple other guys, but Joe Burrow has been bad, and that's not good for the guy that's the highest paid player in NFL history. Right. right. Coming into the season, I had Joe Burrow as a top two quarterback. I might be dead wrong on that. I might be dead wrong because this is this is embarrassing. But I do know that he's hurt, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the thing about it, though. I don't want to make the excuse for him because he he's the one that chose to go out there and play, even though his wide receiver right. told him to to sit to sit his ass down, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Jamar Chase, <laughs> Jamar Chase literally said, "Don't you play for the first four weeks of the season? Get healthy, and, right. and we'll be we'll be cooking in." But Joe Burrow's been absolutely trash this year, so I got to say that. Um, but moving on, though, you know, to uh, the transition just a little bit, though, I do want to talk about those rookie quarterbacks that we were talking about. Yeah. So, A.B., if you can put his comment up on the on the Summer yep. Jam screen, please. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what he said. So, by the way, are y'all ready to have the Anthony Richardson conversation? So, A.B., listen up, man. Your boy from Florida, Anthony Richardson. He looks like the next big thing in the NFL. And the guy from Ohio State looks like the next big thing in the NFL. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy from Alabama 
ain't looking like the next big thing in the NFL. It's not his fault. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to bash him or nothing like that. But those two guys, if you're a Panthers fan, I understand why you looking out the side of your eye looking at those guys. I understand why you nervous. You know what I mean? I understand all of that because Anthony Richardson has been phenomenal and he's making yeah. something out of almost nothing. Yeah. And their offensive scheme, Shane Steichen, and T, I'm going to let you talk about it when when, it's, yeah. when you come up. But Shane Steichen, bro, that offense is crazy. Your yeah. offense is ridiculous. Just the scheme that they run it. I mean, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? They help. They're actually helping their rookie quarterback come along, and they're playing to his strengths. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of teams just don't understand. And then when it comes to C.J. Stroud, I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know what – I don't. it don't matter what scheme he might be in. I think that dude just got it. Yeah. I think he just got that shit in him. Excuse my yeah. language. I think he – I've been sipping on something. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> excuse my language. But I, think, I, think he, I think he got that stuff in him, man, for real. Like, he got that – I hate to say it, the D word, but he got that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, CJ can hoop. He can – I mean, he's just pinpoint accurate and everything. You know what I'm saying? So give me your thoughts on CJ Stroud – and Anthony Richardson, really just stay teams as a whole if you want to. Yeah. Um, so here's my thoughts on the rookie quarterbacks. Listen, as a Carolina Panther fan, it pains me to say this. Not even pains me to say this because I'm not giving up on Bryce yet. I think it's extremely too early to do that. And a lot of the stuff that's happening right now is not his fault. A lot of it is systematic. Frank Wright mm-hmm. is, a, is a douche, like I just told y'all 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go in on Bryce. It is very disheartening to see C.J. Stroud start off, honestly, you can argue the greatest start a rookie quarterback has ever had, ever, in the game of football. I mean, they're saying that his start has been better off than Justin Herbert's, um, Cam Newton's. Uh, he he literally just went over the record of passes, uh, pass attempts with no interceptions as a rookie. Over 150-plus passes with no interceptions as a rookie. He's already had two 300-plus yard games as a rookie in his first month of the season. And I'm going to be honest. I said this last week. I'm not trying to crap on Bryce. This is not a Bryce crap session. None of that. Are the weapons in Houston great? Like, way great. Like, oh, my God, the weapons are amazing compared to Carolina. Because to me – I'm going to be real. I don't see that big of a difference between Tank Dale and Nico Collins, who was pretty much probably on his way out the league before C.J. Stroud got there, <laughs> and Adam said, uh, Adam Thielen and D.J. Chark. Like, I- I'm just keeping it real. There's not a big gap, and I'm not trying to, like, go at Panther fans right now, but I, I kind of am at the same time because I think some Panther fans are not being realistic. So Houston I'll say it's not I, that great, bro. It's yeah, not. I, I'll say that real quick, not to, not to cut you off, yeah, but I'll ahead. say this, that it shouldn't be better than what we have. Right. It shouldn't be. But quite frankly, it is. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so a lot. So one thing that I didn't realize, Nico Collins was in the same draft as Terrence Marshall Jr. Yep. It don't even seem like it. But he was, you know what I'm saying? And no offense, no disrespect and to Nico Collins. He was pretty much no, like no disrespect, yeah. like irrelevant, kind of like before now. 
he, you know, he 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 was kind of mid. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. wasn't nobody special. Like nobody nobody looked at the well from my from my perspective. You know, as a fan, we didn't look at the Texans and be like, "Oh, Nico Collins, man, they got a they got somebody." You know what right. I'm saying? Not not trying to say he a scrub, but like he certainly ain't looking like it now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now that they got a quarterback. And then as far as Tank Dale, Tank Dale was on my list before the season started. I yeah. wanted Tank Dale in too. Carolina. Jonathan Mingo wasn't on my list. Same. You know I didn't, I didn't he, he wasn't because I thought he was a TMJ clone. Um, so what you saying, I agree with what you're saying. Like those guys, without a doubt, shouldn't have been better than what Carolina is peddling, but unfortunately yeah. they are. And that's the crazy thing about it. So go, yeah. go ahead, bro. I ain't mean to. But yeah, no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, just like I said, man, it is, it's disheartening. I mean, we're talking about a guy in CJ Stroud that's already closing in on a thousand yards and we're not even through the first month of the season yet. Like then let's move over to Indianapolis, you know, Shane Steichen, which is the guy I actually wanted in Carolina, once Ben Johnson pulled his name, Shane Steichen was the one I wanted. I didn't want Frank Wright. Let me make that clear now. My options as a Panthers fan, I wanted Shane Steichen first. If it wasn't going to be him, just bring Wilkes back. And if it wasn't going to be Wilkes, do something else. I didn't. When Frank had made it to the final interviews, I was honestly shocked because the dude just mm. got fired a couple of <laughs> months before getting the job. Which is another yeah. thing I just didn't understand. But you know what? Is why that happened. We all know what the mm -hmm. deal is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep it real. A dude that just got fired should not be getting a new head coaching job a month later. Like, I'm I'm sorry, like that shouldn't happen to me personally. Um, anyway, but let me get back to the Shane Steichen and the Colts situation. You said it perfectly, they scheme to their players' abilities. That's what the Panthers are not doing. The Colts, when you watch them play, they play at Anthony Richardson's strengths, the read option, the RPOs, the all that. They play to Anthony Richardson's strengths, which is why he's having success. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think the Colts' weapons are a little bit better because they do have Michael Pittman, which is a mm -hmm. you know, like mediocre wide receiver, but pretty – Pretty all right, wide receiver number. He probably one. he probably top thirty two. Yeah, top, top thirty two wide receiver. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll give them that. But again, there's not a whole bunch of weapons lining up in Indianapolis that look spectacular. They're yeah. being able to scheme their players open and to help their players fit into a scheme that's going to be able to help them succeed. The Panthers are doing the complete opposite. Um, and once again, that's why I don't really want to go too hard on Bryce because I feel like a lot of this stuff is on coaching at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, a lot of this yeah. is on the coaching staff. They brought in this 200-plus years of experience in coaching on the Carolina Panthers staff. Where is it at? Where is yeah. it at? Can anybody yeah. tell me where the, why are we not seeing the success? Y'all bragged all offseason about having 200-plus years of experience on the offensive side of the coaching tree. Where is it at? Frank Wright, why are you still calling plays? Why did you bring in Thomas Brown if you don't trust the man to do his job? Why did yeah. you trade up the number one to take Bryce Young if you don't want to let him off the leash? We are 0-4, brother. Let it go. Let it At this go. point, yeah. And bro, if Bryce throws 67 picks this year, I will not care. Let it loose. 
take the training wheels off. The season's already over. Let's see what we're cooking with. So, again, it goes back to what I'm saying. These other teams are scheming their players open and fitting into schemes that are going to help their players succeed. The Panthers are doing the exact opposite, which is why Bryce low-key right now is failing, um, just mm-hmm. to be quite frankly honest. Uh, he played better on um, Sunday. I thought he did some good things. I thought he used the middle of the field great. But, again, we're talking about a guy that won a Heisman just two years ago, was clearly yeah. the best quarterback in college football for really the last two years. And now he looks like he don't know what to do. And a lot of that is because of coaching. This is it's it's all because of coaching, if you ask yeah. me. I think I think the only thing that Bryce should be held accountable for is the fumbles in fact. It, it's the, exactly it's the fumble yeah, in the sack. That That's pocket and, presence and he's gotta work on. He gotta work and, and and really I wouldn't even say it's the pocket presence, it's the it's the the recognition that you're not gonna be able to escape all the time. You gotta exactly. throw the ball away. Exactly. That's the only thing. Like he know he when he when the pressure come, he already gone. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is he think that he can outrun everybody and you can't. You know what I'm saying? Not at the NFL. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people were saying that he might be able to do it in Alabama. Don't get me wrong, Alabama ain't no slouch. But in yeah. the NFL, these are your top, 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 yeah. top, top flight guys. These exactly. are literally the best players on the planet. Yeah, especially starters. You're not outrunning these guys, bro. Exactly. So that's the only thing that Bryce got to do better on his behalf. Yeah. But coaching, you just hit it on the head. 200 or whatever the number was, years of uh, experience. Definitely way over 100, whatever they was trying to push. Yeah. I seen a video. Excuse me. I seen a video of Scott Fitterer before the season talking about pretty much that he said – the, the main part of the quote was that he don't expect to pick top 10 again. And that's the reason why he went ahead and, and sent that trade in um, to get the, the number one and to take Bryce Young. I understood it. And as Panthers fans, we all, all of us bought into this, bought yep. into that mess. They told us that 100 years of experience, 100 plus years of experience, um, we we had a good team last year, and we're building upon what we had last year. Plus, we got the best quarterback prospect in the draft. Yep. We're competing for the NFC South. That's what they told us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Vastai and Sheena, but they've been talking about it lately on the timeline too, talking mm-hmm. about how they 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 bring keep bringing up the point that it's not Panthers fans' fault that we was expecting the playoffs because they that's what that's what they told us. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what Scott Fitterer told us. That's what Frank Wright told us. That's what David Tepper been telling us for the last six years or what, however long he done had the team. That's what they keep. They refuse to say the R word, rebuild. which is rebuild. Yeah, they refuse to say it. And I think it's almost idiotic that they refuse to go into it themselves to to say it for themselves. Like I feel like two years ago, if Scott Fitterer had to say, "Hey, Matt Rule," no matter of fact. I feel like last year, last year when Rule got fired, Scott Fitterer had to say, "Hey Tepper, I think we need to blow this thing up. Blow this thing up from scratch. Yeah. I think we need to start from scratch and rebuild. It, it all would be well. We would have been zero and four. You know what I'm saying? Just just like this, Matt Corral would have been starting, and we would have been tanking. You know, uh, organically tanking. But no, he wanted to do. 
his way. He wanted to retool and he wanted to build with no R, no re. He wanted yeah. to build. And look where it got us. O-N-F-O, Bryce Young starting. No first round pick. No playoffs in sight. You know what I'm saying? Can I can I say something real quickly while I'm at it? Yes. And I want yes. this camera right on me. Scott Fitter is the worst GM in NFL, and it's not close. This guy stinks at his job. If you go look at the last three drafts, you could even go look at last year's draft. This, my mama and dad are on here, so I'm trying to be. This dude stinks. He stinks. He stinks at his job. Point blank, period. He's used Matt Rule as a scapegoat. Brother. You got the right to say, hey, man, no, we don't need to do that. You still are accountable for what is left. And he took accountability. Exactly. He did take accountability a few weeks ago and said, we got to quit blaming Matt Rowe. It's on me, too. So I will give him that. Yeah, he said that in a a press conference a couple weeks ago. Okay. Listen, Scott Federer stinks at his job. He's the worst GM. in. I, I think him and Belichick are the two worst GMs. In the NFL, period. <laughs> they both suck at their jobs. And I think Scott Fitter is probably worse. If you go back and look at his draft classes since he's been here, all of them stink. All of them. We, me and you just did it the other night ago. Yeah, Every did, single yeah. last draft, you can even look at the one that just came out now. It looks pathetic. Bryce Young, we don't know yet. Mingo looks absolutely horrible. You traded up two spots. In, in the third and fourth round, you traded up to get DJ Johnson, who's a 25-year-old bust and a 25-year-old scratch. scratch, healthy scratch that has not did anything since he's came to Carolina already. He's 25 years old, and you're still calling him raw. Like, come on, he's 25 years old. Savala, I know a lot of people love him. He looks like crap. He has looked like crap now for the last two weeks. Nobody wants to call him out. Chandler Savala stinks. So far, mm. I mean, he looks bad. Yeah, Jamie Robinson is he even on the team at this point? Like, is he? he what's I his deal? He's know. a healthy scratch every weekend. So again, when you look at what Scott Fitterer has did, he has absolutely crapped the bed, and he is the worst GM in the NFL. Point blank, period. I'm sorry, I had to say that because I feel no, like I agree. Just, I'm about to. Naked. Hey, I'm about to meet you there because I'm gonna meet you. I'm gonna I'm gonna read. We gonna go through it again. Please Might as do. well. While we sitting there, Scott Federer became our GM in 2021, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. J.C. Horn was his first pick. Hurt. Injury prone, Can't stay unfortunately. Healthy. Can't stay healthy. Terrace Marshall Jr. Stinks. Brady Christensen. Hurt. He's actually all right. That's probably he, his best he's, pick. He's, that's his best pick by far. That's his best pick that's probably right now as of, as of today. As of today, that's his best pick. Also, I do want to say this too real quick. To everybody saying that y'all was ready to replace Brady Christensen, y'all mm-hmm. look dumb. Yeah. Please stop Bring that. that brother back. Please Bring stop that, back. bro. Please mm-hmm. stop that. Y'all look dumb, bro. And I told y'all this last year when he was a top five guard in run block win rate and pass block win rate, if I'm not mistaken. I know he was up there in run block. Um, or was it pass block? Regardless, he was up there in one of them. Him yeah. and him and Corbett was uh they was back to back. Um Tommy Trimble, where is he? Jeez, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely like, garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, here's another draft pick that I think is a little bit underrated, but they're not using him right. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard's probably his second best pick. Second? Uh, I mean, shoot. They look like it. Uh, Davion Nixon, gone. Not even in the NFL no more. Next. He, yeah, he not. Keith Taylor, gone. Gone. 
Uh, then let's go to the next year, 2022. Iki Ikuanu, not looking looks good like at all bust. in 2023. Looks like a bust at this point. <laughs> Matt Corral, gone. Gone. Um, Brandon Smith, not in the NFL. Not even in um, the NFL at this point. Amari Barno, punt gunner. Kate Mays, trash. Trash. Kalen Barnes, gone. All right, and then let's look at this year. His five picks. Bryce Young, we don't know. Jonathan Mingo. Trash. Absolutely, DJ. Garbage. Uh, DJ username, guard. <laughs> uh, channel. <laughs> that's why, bro. I looked him up on chat. I looked him. That's that's what I said. He a username, bro. Like, I don't know who he is. Don't know who. He, don't know what he looked like. Don't know none of his highlights. I looked him up on, on chat GPT and nothing came up, bro. They literally said they didn't know who he was. NPC. He an NPC, bro. That's literally what he is. I know you see. So pretty much, he one of them people that's so Madden that didn't get no facial, uh, no facial scan, bro. They built him from scratch on Madden. Um, Chandler Zavala, trash, and then Jamie Robinson. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> so, DJ username, hold on, bro. <laughs> DJ username, bro. That's what I call him. He a username. Anytime I say, oh my god, <laughs> they laugh at that when they talk about some bro. DJ username is crazy. That's what he, bro. He, you, when oh I seen that name god. come up, I said, who is this? Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, bro. Oh, oh man, I'm, my fault. I didn't finish with 2021. Deontay Brown, where he at? I, I don't even think know he's he, in the league. I think he's on the practice squad. Okay, he on the practice squad. Shy Smith out the lead. Out Thomas the lead. Fletcher, I think he just got picked up by the Titans. I think. I think he Shy just. Smith. Shy Smith. I think just got picked up on a practice squad like last week. Okay, but again, pretty I'm, much essentially out the league. Out the league. Thomas Fletcher out the league. Out the league. They dumb, took a long hey. snapper over Trey Smith, who you could argue was one of the better guards in the NFL. Think yeah, about that. He definitely bro. one of the best guards. Um, and then Phil Hoskins out the I league. I don't even know who that is. He was he was a seventh round pick in twenty twenty. That, that's an I mean, NPC for real. I don't even know who that is. I mean, when you look at the Panthers draft history, and I'm gonna talk about this. Y'all follow me. Y'all follow Cat Crave Blog because I'm posting the tweet or excuse me, po- I'm, I'm gonna have a post about it a little bit later. But <laughs> but basically, <laughs> but basically, um, we talking about the Carolina Panthers draft history of of recent. I mean, you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Going back to, God, I don't even know how far we can go back, but really 2017, yeah, really. So Shaq is the is the longest tenured player on the team in 2015. Nobody on the team is from 2016. Um, Taylor Moten, the only one from 17. Um, shit. Burns, the only one from 18, Don- ain't he? Burns, the only one from 19. 19, um, yeah, 19, yeah. Dante, Dante and Ian Thomas, both of them only one from 18, but they barely, they don't contribute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, And then 2020, 2020 is the best, really the only draft that we do. You could say right now, 2020, that draft class is probably hooping the best. That's Derrick Brown. Obviously, yeah. we love, we like Derrick Brown. Best player YGM, on the team right now, in my opinion. For sure, for sure, easily. YGM yeah. playing. Hey, I think he played better than Burns the last couple playing, If I say so. Yeah, he has. And you and y'all know me. If y'all know me and y'all know me well, I'm hard on YGM. Yeah, he's been he's playing been really fighting. good this season. And then Jeremy Chen, the last one from 2020. I think that's on the team. I think Troy Pride gone. 
Yeah, Troy Pride's oh, no longer on the team. Been gone. Gone. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, man. Everybody else, will, I mean, my goodness, man. This is like I I'm gonna ask you this too, and we can move on to the next topic for the last yep. thing. In NFL history, <laughs> do you think that the Carolina Panthers are the worst drafting team in NFL history? See the thing about that, I I do have to give the Panthers credit on something. Especially when Marty Herney was here, they hit on them first round picks pretty much almost every time. Like it's like a seventy. I think I seen somewhere other day go like they have a seventy seven percent hit on the first round pick, which is like amazing. Um, I don't know if I could say worst of all time because you got teams like the Browns that have always drafted horribly. Really They're doing better now. Yeah. Um, the Lions again, another program that has drafted horribly. They're doing a little better now. Cause that draft class they put out this year looks really good. Um, all four of those guys they took early look good. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can make an argument for uh the Jets as well. They don't draft well, but once again, the last couple years they have did a really good job drafting um since Salah has walked in the building. So again, yeah. if we're talking about recent history, Panthers are definitely probably like number two or number three, honestly, on worst. Mm-hmm. I can't give them all time because that. That first round, they normally hit. I'm not going to lie. It's solid. They so I'm going to read you every – let me read you every first-round pick that the Panthers have ever had. If that's okay, cool go ahead. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Kerry Collins, Tyrone Poole, Blake Brockermeyer. Uh, Tim Bianca Batuka. Mm-hmm. Ray Carruth. Jason Peter. Rashard Anderson. Dan Morgan, that's a hit. Yeah, that's definitely a hit. Julius Peppers, that's, that's definitely a hit. a hit. Yeah. Jordan Gross is a hit. Hit, yeah. Okay, see this? See, now, now it's heating up. Watch, yeah. it. keep, keep, watch this now. So I said Dan Morgan, Julius Peppers, Jordan Gross, Chris Gamble, hit. Thomas Davis. Hit. D'Angelo De- Williams. Hit. John Beeson. Hit. Jonathan Stewart and Jeff Otah. He, he, uh, and Otah wasn't horrible his rookie year. He was actually pretty good, and then he just got the injuries is what got to him. But I would say hit at least on one of those. Yeah. Um, And then the next first-round pick was Cam Newton. Hit. Oh, definitely hit, yeah. <laughs> Luke Geekly. Another definite hit, yeah. See, that's Starling what I'm saying. The Panthers had yeah. so many good first-round picks. Yeah, first-round pick is straight, yeah. man. Starling Tulele is a hit. Hit. I would say Kelvin Benjamin that first year at least was a hit before the injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was a terrible, but it's a miss though because we could have had Devontae Adams, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Jack Thompson hit. Hit. Vernon Butler probably the worst first round yeah. pick they didn't have. Yeah, that was Gettleman's probably. first pick. That was Gettleman's. That was Gettleman's that's first trash. pick. That's trash. Mm-hmm. And then he hit, and then so Gettleman. I will say though, Gettleman, Gettleman was all right in the second round though. Well, never mind. So well, Gettleman McCaffrey. did get you McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So he did, I, yeah. McCaffrey, Moore, Burns. Hit. Derrick Brown. Hit. J.C. Horn. This is Might where the hit. rockiness comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a hit. Icky. Mm. Um, Bryce, Bryce Young. Mm. We, we don't know yet. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I wouldn't put them at the bottom because they've had too many hits. 
in the first, though. In the first, yeah. Now we talking about overall, then yeah. That's what I'm saying. Over, I'm I don't know though, because I'm. We ain't had no 2017 Saints draft. That man. Ah, we need one of those desperately. We need one bad man. But well, let me um, let's move on a little bit because I did. I I want to say something. I want to bring up something, and this is kind of I guess move on to our next point. I want to talk a little bit about the Falcons. Um. Desmond Ritter stinks. I told y'all that a few weeks ago. He sucks. But I want to bring you a proposition. The quarterback that the Atlanta Falcons need is from Kennesaw, Georgia, and that's Justin Fields. Justin Fields would fit mm. them perfectly. They already, for one, he's better than Desmond Ritter. I don't care how bad he struggled this year. Desmond Ritter is, to me, the worst quarterback in the league. I'm not going to lie. I even seen some things from uh, Zach Wilson the other night ago that – Desmond Ritter just can't do. Yeah, just to you be called honest. that last week. You called yeah. it last week. You called yeah. it last it's week. It's just been, yeah. yeah, that's why I said he's the worst starting quarterback in the league. Even Sam Howell looks better than him. Um, <laughs> Again, Desmond Ritter is not it. He's not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. Probably a decent backup. I'm telling you now, Justin Fields fits Atlanta perfectly. For one, he's from here. For two, with that uh, emergence of B. John Robinson, who I already think is a top five running back already. Um, yeah, man. To be honest with you, and then with him being able to use those big wide receivers slash tight ends like Drake uh, London, also as well, um, also as well, Cal Pitts, because you can tell he's starting to get frustrated too. I think the Falcons are the perfect fit for Justin Fields. They can run that read option with Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson and Justin Fields. They are run heavy offense. It'll also help set up the pass for Justin Fields to give him easier passing lanes. I think this is the perfect fit for Justin Fields. I'm telling you now, if the Falcons had a mediocre quarterback, that team is winning the South, you guys. Their defense is actually really good. Like, I kind of underestimate their defense coming into the season. They are really good. Jesse Bates has completely changed around that defense. Richie Grant is stepping up a little bit more. Also as well, Grady Jarrett is doing a great job. A.J. Terrell is a top 10 corner in this league. I'm telling you now, bro, uh, Abby Yamada is doing good. Caden Ellis is having a really good season as well. I think the perfect situation for Justin Fields would be Atlanta. He'd be back home. He'd be back in a place that's familiar with him. This this city would give him a lot more grace than Chicago because he's from here. He grew up here. They've adored him since he was a kid. I think Atlanta would be the perfect fit for Justin Fields. And he showed you a day ago he has something. He do. But, CT, here's the thing. I do want to say to that. Justin Fields should have been a Falcon anyway. Exactly. Bingo. He should have been a Falcon anyway. Bingo. And I I don't know – I don't know how Falcons fans feel about this, especially right now, but he should have been a Falcon in 2020 or tw- whatever year that was, 2021. That's it. Let me see. Was that 2021? That was 21. Yeah, he came out same year as Trevor. That's 21. Yeah, it should have been a Falcon in 21. It should have been the fourth overall pick. All right. Oh, really? He should have really been a Jet. Yeah, he yeah. should have been a Jet. Yeah. But regardless, um, I agree. And a lot of Panthers fans, that's who our main viewers are. They they going to hate us talking about this, but he absolutely should be a Falcon. Yeah. Unbiased, completely objective. If they somehow get their hands on Justin Fields. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be pretty, it's gonna be something special for real. And, yeah. and, and I'm not even saying this as 
y'all, y'all, everybody knows that I'm a Justin Fields truther. I do have an agenda for this man because I've seen him in college. I watched him all of his years and his both of his years starting at Ohio State. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know that he got the juice. I know that he has it in him. You know what I'm saying? He needs development. He needs a scheme. You know what I'm saying? He needs everything that every single other NFL quarterback needed yeah. coming out of college. And unfortunately, he just never got it. You know what I'm saying? And the good thing about Justin Fields, we seen it on Sunday. It's not too late. No, it is not. not too late. It's it's definitely not too late. He still got the skills. He can run better than just about any quarterback in the NFL today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Automatically off rip, you getting a, a top tier rushing quarterback in the league. His arm talent is second to none. He can throw that ball. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's just you got to get him in the lab, help him read the defense. When you really every single week, they need to be throwing the worst, the best defense that they can throw at him in practice. They mm-hmm. need to be throwing disguise and looks and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And they need to be helping him learn how to read the field. You know what I'm saying? And that's really the only thing he said. And my boy Chill said absolutely true. But Arthur Smith has to go. So has to go before Justin Fields. So Justin Fields can flourish. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will say the thing about it though. I agree with that point. He's still coaching. You know, us, us, the only hope is that, yeah. Yeah, as Panthers fans, that's how we feel. I mean, we all yeah. want Arthur Smith to stay there because nobody believes in him. We don't believe in him. But the thing about it is, though, or I, I, I speak for myself on that. I don't believe in him. But the thing about it is, even still, if they get just a, uh, just a, just a, 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 a super talent like Justin Fields in Atlanta, just rushing the football, you don't stop that. There's no way yeah. you can stop that. Bijan is 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 amazing. Tyler Algier is amazing. Yeah, both of those guys they can run the dog on ball. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then Justin, and then you add Justin Fields to the mix. And I'm then telling the wide, you. the wide receivers are schemed open too in Atlanta. That's another thing that a lot of people don't realize. They yep. be open sometimes. I done seen Mac Hollins get open. That one yep. dude, T. I don't know if you remember his name, but he came into the 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 uh, excuse me, he came into the quick blitz half five space on Twitter. He was a Falcons fan before the season started and he was absolutely roasting everybody because he was swearing that the Falcons was going to damage us on week one. And he said he, he was swearing about Matt Hollins. I don't know if you remember. his I don't, name. I don't think I was in there for that. No, man. He was. So basically it was one Falcons fan and he, everybody was cooking him. He was respectful. He was good, good, good Falcons fan. Like he was nice, but everybody was cooking him because they was like, who going to beat this defense? Is it Matt Hollins? Is it, you know, Drake London is a Kyle Pitts. Is it is it you know, and all those guys gotta throw get the ball from Desmond Ritter. So who gonna who gonna beat this defense? And he told us exactly what was gonna happen. He said, We're gonna run the ball and we're gonna get our touchdowns how we get them. Mac Holland's yeah. gonna get open. Exactly what happened. They beat us. Whoever yeah. he is, I want to give him a shout out and his love. But I agree with you, bro. Long story short, I agree with you. If Justin Fields gets to Atlanta, good luck. Look out. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be a problem. I'm so glad they didn't get Lamar Jackson. Woo, I'm glad. <laughs> Man, because I'm telling you, you right now, if the Falcons would have got Lamar, I ain't going to lie to you. NFC but South would have been Jover for a while. T, let me say this, too, since we're talking about Lamar just real quick. If I'm not mistaken, I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson leads the NFL in completion percentage this year. I think he does, yeah. So all you this morning on um, yeah they were talking about that this morning on first take yeah so they they said it last week too that's how I knew I just I wasn't sure but I know he almost was at seventy five percent last game 
So I figured he was still number one. Yeah, everybody he's at 74.3% right now, which is amazing. Okay. Yeah, so for everybody listening, for all y'all that was saying he's just a running back and he can't throw the ball, you were absolutely mistaken. I've been told y'all this. I've been saying that. But anyway, I wish i keep it a band with you. I wish Carolina just took them two, just sent them two first-round picks to Baltimore with that franchise tag and said, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, hey, look, you can say what you want about Bryce Young, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bet, I'm a bang on that table. I don't give a, I don't give a dog on what Bryce Young was, a Heisman in college, all of that. I don't care. This is a league MVP we talking about. Yeah. You send that in, bro. If you got the opportunity, you send that in. Yeah. And we could have had DJ. You know what I'm saying? We could have kept DJ. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's move on, bro. Yeah, let's let's, let's kind of get into the MVP talk real quickly. Um, who so who are your top MVPs right now? Like I said, we within the first month of the of the season. Who would you say is your top three MVPs in the NFL right now at this moment? Okay, so I got a list. Um, okay, well, it's just three, but I want your I want your three two in a second. But okay, for me, week four. So week one, I had Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and Brock Purdy. Um. I don't remember who yours was. I didn't write them down, but I think you had, I know you had Tyreek on yours. Yeah. Um, week one. I don't remember who the rest of you or the, who the other two of yours was, but for week four, uh, as you know, this first month of the season, um, I think Christian McCaffrey is the league MVP. If, yeah. if the season ended today, it's Christian McCaffrey. No question. I agree. No question. This dude, I keep it a band with you. He's the best player in the NFL right now. I don't think anybody, it's I don't hard think to make that argument. It's hard not to be right. I think you kind of yeah. right right now. I don't think anybody comes. It's a couple guys that's good, really good, but I don't think nobody comes close. This man has scored a touchdown in – he scored a touchdown in every single game that he's played with the uh, 49ers. He hasn't missed a game since he's been with the 49ers. Yep. He's on pace for, I think, 1,800 yards, uh, 1800 yards and 550 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And like eight and 17 touchdowns or something crazy like that. 20, 20, it might be 26 touchdowns. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is easily the best player in football right now. So in my opinion, he should be uh MVP. And I'm a bang on that table because I felt like last year it should have been Justin Jefferson. It should have been a um a skill position player. So I hope and the year before that, I thought it should have been Cooper Cup. Anyway, um yeah. <laughs> second place, I got Josh Allen. Yeah. I think Josh Allen is um I mean we talked about this before. I didn't have him in my top um in my top five before the season started. I had him at six. Mm-hmm. Um right now in terms of quarterback play, I probably got him he either one or two right now at court in terms of quarterback play. Yeah. I would say it's probably for me, it's probably Josh, Tua, Lamar, Patrick, no particular order. Yeah, um, that's probably that's probably be my top four right now. So I would have Josh Allen at two, and then at three, I'm gonna go. Um, I probably still go Tyreek Hill at three. I don't think it's. I know he, I know, but that Buffalo game wasn't the best, but he's still amazing. Um, yeah, I would I would probably put Tyreek Hill at three for me. So I pretty much would have essentially the same list. Only thing is, I know how the NFL does. It's MVP is almost becoming a quarterback award, pretty much, um, in my opinion. Even though it shouldn't, but it's pretty much becoming that. I will have CMC one like you had, and I will have Josh Allen two like you have, and I would still probably put Tua at three. 
Um, okay. Like I said, I, I I need to see some more, obviously, but I would still probably pretty much have two or three for me personally. Um, so that's kind of how I would do it. Um, so let's let's go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm not go against ahead. that at all. I mean, I I agree. I think um, talk about lower. Okay, yeah, I think um, I think. Yeah, I think it's got to be one of the uh, one of those guys from the Dolphins for sure. I, yeah, I don't see how sure. you don't put yeah. one of those guys in there. In there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I definitely right. put that th- them there as well. Let's move on to because we didn't get to talk about this a little bit. We're going to jump into a little basketball a little bit tonight, and then we'll jump into some college football talk too for a quick minute before we go. Um, Dame Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bulls. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Real, real quick, real quick. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but PJ asked – PJ asked, when was the last time a non-quarterback won MVP? I believe it's 2014, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. He was the last yeah. one. It was 12, oh, actually. Wow. 12, 13. 12. Yeah. Okay, wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. Yep. Okay, it so, the last it's been, one. so it's been over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I say it's became like a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I, in my humble opinion, I think since Lamar Jackson, I think everybody after him, I think Derrick Henry could have got one. Yeah. In 19, I think that's the year he rushed for 2,000 yards. I think he could have got mm-hmm. one. I think just uh, Cooper Cup should have got the year. Yeah, that he was Super yeah. Bowl. He, it should have been Cooper Cup. I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. even going. He it should have been crazy that year. Last year, you can make the argument it could have been Justin Jefferson. Um, he should have at least finished third. I don't know what he finished, but he should at least finish third last year. And then this year should be Christian McCaffrey. So PJ, they said uh, Adrian Peterson, 2012, 2013. Yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into a little basketball. Damian Lillard traded traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you know, for me personally, and I'll kind of make my my suggestion quick and then my suggestion quick and then let you go. Um, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the East is coming down to two teams: the Celtics and the Bucks. I don't think any other team in the East even matters at this point. Boston has now loaded up and got Drew Holiday as well. So now you're looking at a start lineup of Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum, uh, and then also as well, KP. Uh, they are loaded, bro. Like they that Celtics team is loaded. Milwaukee Bucks, they also as well are loaded because they got to keep Chris Middleton in that trade. So now the Milwaukee Bucks have Damian Lillard, the Greek freak, Middleton. I think they still got Bobby Porter. So they got some they got some talent on their team as well. I think the East is pretty much coming down to, to be honest, it's coming down to them too, personally. That's, that's all this trade told me. And I know Heat fans were sick about this too as well. But this trade told me it's two teams in the East. Nobody else matters, pretty much. Man, the Heat. I'm sorry to all my friends that are Heat fans because I got a lot. I mean, they, keep, they, they got. Yeah. They, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Y'all, them boys wasn't serious. Them no. boys was not serious, bro. Y'all talking about some y'all wanted to keep Caleb Martin. I understand. I, I don't get me wrong. Heat fans was like, Caleb Martin is a good player, but like, shit, it's Damian Lillard we talking about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you let him go, bro. Like, right. what? Yeah. We talking about, y'all, Damian Lillard is a top 75. Five player of all time, yeah, according to the NBA itself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can say what you want as fans, but the NBA, the league itself said the guy, this guy that's currently playing is a top 75 player of all time. Yeah, that holds weight. That holds weight. 
That means he's one of the 75 best players to ever touch a basketball in the universe. You know what I'm saying? In the multiverse. Like, that's what we're talking about here. And the Heat said, nah, we're going to keep Caleb Martin. That's ridiculous, bro. That is ridiculous. I, that's that's the most unserious basketball I've seen in such a long time, bro. That is ridiculous. And so, but what you were saying, though, about the East, with, with them being the East, I'm going to pull up the Eastern Conference real quick, if that's cool with you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, also, T, if you want to play fantasy basketball, I got a lead. Just, just FYI, okay. if you want to run. Yeah, well, I'll send it to you. Yeah, we, yeah we, we learning. We trying to figure out how to play it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hold on, the league start on Thursday? Or am I tripping? No, that's pre- I think preseason starts coming up. Okay, soon. okay. I'm about to say, well, I seen that. I said, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let me pull up the standings and everything. So we're looking at the East. So last year, so you said Milwaukee, Boston. Yeah, I would say. They're on a collision course in the East, bro. I don't see nobody else, man. You right. Yeah, yeah. Because the only, I think. I think the league messed up by letting Drew Holiday get to Boston. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I 100% because agree. Drew Holiday, in my opinion, and, and probably yours too, but he got to be one of the most underrated players to ever play basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only not only just – I mean, we could talk about his skill all that we want to. He can score. He can defend. He can do all of that. I mean, he ain't yeah. got no weakness in his game, really. Drew yeah. Holiday is a monster. I mean, he's a yeah. great player. Great player. Yeah, I and I, I and I said this. I said this um last week when the trade went down. I said every when when the Trailblazers said that they probably wasn't gonna keep Drew. I said every single team in the in the, in the NBA should be asking for Drew Holiday. Yeah, there absolutely. should be no team. In, there should there there should have been no team in the NBA that said you know what we gonna we gonna pass on Drew Holiday. The Blazers were stupid for leave, letting him go, but I understand why they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but every other team should have been like, we need Drew. Yeah. And then to give him the Boston of all teams. Yeah. This is a team that just made the Eastern Conference Finals and then the finals the year before that. And they just lost a defensive star, Marcus Smart, who was defensive player of the year. Yeah. Now, now they literally upgraded because not only is Drew Holiday arguably a better defender, even though he wasn't a defensive player of the year, he's arguably a better defender. He's a yeah. better offensive player for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Drew Holiday is one of the league's best. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Celtics fan or nothing like that. I'm not biased towards them or anything. But it's just crazy that you let the Celtics get him. Yeah, I hate like, the Celtics. So I'm gonna be honest. It's all bias for me. But <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. They, they, they are set up to win now. They set up, man. Like yeah. Philly. What the hell was you doing? Yeah. Why you ain't calling try to get Drew Holiday back? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking at Brooklyn. The Heat. The Heat honestly could have made heat. it. Bro, the Heat. Yeah. If they weren't going to get, heat. you know, Damian Lillard, that would have been a good consolation prize. For sure. I mean, he fits this, He fits what they got. Defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Drew Holiday might have messed around and led the team in scoring this year. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Yeah. Um, Atlanta. Your Hawks. Yeah. Your Hawks could have. I mean, they who you got? Well, 
We got Trey at the point. We got, yeah. we got DeJounte, but I mean, we still could have used him, though. Anybody in the, in the NBA. In the NBA. Anybody in the NBA, but still. The Lakers, like, just, honestly, they could have yeah. used I mean, anybody, this, the Celtics, I the said, I said the Nuggets. I mean, God, Nuggets, I mean, yeah. what what's yeah. wrong with us? Why why we can't use them? You know what I'm saying? Like that's like anybody, anybody could have used Drew. I, he, I mean, he fits everywhere. He's a perfect. He's the perfect NBA player. Like no cap, he's the perfect NBA player because he can fit on every single team in NBA, in the NBA, and he will make every single team in the NBA better. Yeah. So, um, so for him to go to arguably one of the best teams in the NBA anyway. It's just insane to me. Um, so yeah, I hundred percent agree with you, man. I'm right there with you, bro. Um, I think so. Let me ask you this: so out of all the teams, so the Suns, the uh, Celtics, the Bucks, the Trailblazers, who won the trade? In my personal opinion, the Bucks, because mm-hmm. they really didn't give up much. Like they gave mm-hmm. up Drew Holiday, of course. But as far as like draft collateral and stuff like that, they really didn't give up much. Now, I will say this Portland is set up for the tank, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're set up, they got a lot of good little young guys and young pieces, but they're set up to be probably probably gonna be picking again top five again this mm-hmm. season. So if you want to say who's best built for the rebuild, it's probably gonna be Portland. But as mm-hmm. far as who won the trade, I really feel like Milwaukee really didn't give up that much to mm-hmm. get one of the – I mean, you can make an argument, probably the second-best point guard in the game. They didn't give up that much to them, and they, they they feel like they're right there ready to compete for a title. So I think mm-hmm. Milwaukee won the trade out of everybody, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think Milwaukee <clears> – it's <throat> tough to even – I mean, they what did they give up? Two first-round picks? Yeah, and, Drew? I think so. and well, it was like 2029 or something like that. And Malcolm Brock. Yeah. No, no, no. That True. was um that was a Celtics. That was a Celtics yeah, that Celtics, lost Malcolm yeah, Brock. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fine. But anyway, um yeah, the Bucks, man, I think they won the trade for sure. I mean, it's just you get Dame Lillard. I mean, he's he's a perfect fit next to John next to Giannis yeah. and Chris Middleton. I mean, it's, and he wants to play with him too. He likes him, so yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's a perfect a good, fit, honestly. That's a good trade. I think. Um, I think this is this is great. Really, you can make the argument Damian Lillard won the trade. If we being honest with you, yeah, facts. Yeah. He doesn't he, lose. He doesn't lose Middleton. He doesn't lose Giannis. Obviously, he wasn't going to use Giannis, but still, he they pretty much besides Drew Holiday get to keep their core. And let's be real, we just raved about Drew Holiday, but let's be honest, Damian Lillard's a better basketball player than Drew. Oh Holliday. yeah, so oh, they yeah. got better. So that's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Like it's not really. I feel like, like you they, said, Milwaukee won the trade. Honestly, yeah, they they lose they lose their defensive like you know. Well, I wouldn't even say the defensive superstar because Giannis was a defensive player of the year. So exactly. it's like, I mean, you you lose you lose a leader, but you gain, I mean, hell, you gained another leader and a top seventy five all time player. So yeah, they absolutely won the trade. I mean, it's That's no question. What I'm saying. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this then, since we're talking about NBA, and we'll we'll we won't stay on this for long at all. Yeah. Um, because we'll come up to the NBA soon. But so in the East, you got Milwaukee and Boston. Yeah. Right. Okay. Give me your West real quick. Um, like just top five in the West, or well, you can give me your top, top five. You can give me your Western Conference Finals. You can give me all of that. So I, I, of that. I'll make it quick. I think in the West it's probably gonna be y'all, the Nuggets, 
Um, I think y'all will be in the mix, of course. I think the Suns will be in the mix, of course. I think this year they're going to have more chemistry. So I definitely think the West is probably coming out between y'all and the Suns because the now Suns. the Suns have depth. Um, I would probably put, you know, um, I, I would probably put the L.A. teams in the mix somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. The Clippers and the Lakers, they'll be like a four, fifth, six seed. New Orleans is another team I would not sleep on, especially if they're able to keep Zion healthy. They could be another one that could make a little noise. Don't sleep on, and I'm not saying they're going to be good this year. Obviously, Memphis is another one. Don't sleep on Houston being like an eighth seed or ninth seed. They added veteran presence. They got those young guys as well. Maybe those young guys take the next step. Don't be surprised if the Houston Rockets get in like in a play-in situation. Eighth or ninth seed, I think the Utah Jazz will be really good this year. I think they'll be in that top seven seed area. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, to be okay, honest. so so real quick before we move on, so you had so you said Denver, you said Memphis, you said Phoenix, you yeah. said both LA teams, yeah, and then you said as well Utah, Utah. So yeah. that's eight. Now I know you said that's your they they probably playing teams. New Orleans. Yeah. Did you say New Orleans? Yeah, you did say yeah, New I Orleans. Yeah, I said New Orleans, yeah. But I do want to point out you missing. I feel like there's a few teams that you missing that did that's actually should be solid. So Golden State, you think Golden State? Oh, should be in Golden the mix? State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Okay, I'm okay, okay. Yeah, Golden State okay, definitely gotta be in the mix. Yeah, for sure. You good. Now, what about OKC? I like what they're doing. They're young. They got a lot of good players. I like I like OKC a lot. Actually, you know what? Yeah, they could be in the mix too, honestly. Because I like okay. Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Yeah. I don't think he get enough praise. No, um, he don't. So he don't. I definitely think they'll be in the mix as well. They got a young core with a lot of good talent. So they like I said, the the West is kind of all those teams are kind of around that same equal good. Like, so it's kind of hard to really, you know. I don't see I don't see any team. Other than really, I would say, in my my humble opinion, the Nuggets and the Suns, I think those are the only two teams that I would say can probably beat everybody else. Everybody, everybody yeah, else, exactly. yeah, right. But everybody else, I'm like, they mean, can, they can and somebody else made a good point. You could even make an argument for the Kings in Dallas as well. Oh yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's Kings. what I'm saying. Like everybody in the West is kind of like equally 50, yeah. 40, 45 to fifty wins. Like I could see them. Yeah, in that I mean, ball I, don't, ball. I don't know about Dallas because I don't know. What them boys got going on? I don't know because they lost. Then they lose. They lost Christian Wood. Yeah, um, he's in L.A. Season. Yeah, and then uh, who did they gain? Did they gain anybody? Do you know? I'm not sure on top of my head. I'm not even gonna sit up here. Yeah. I know for we'll, sure. Yeah, we have to look at it another time. But that's cool though. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on it though. Yeah, um, no, nah, I appreciate that. Yeah, let's uh, because yeah. we we gonna wrap it up here in a second. I want to talk like quickly a little bit of college football. Me and you both was indulged in. Well, quick, before we even get to the USC-Colorado game, how did you feel about Clemson this weekend? Because I thought they played very, very well. I thought Cade looked amazing. I thought Tyler Brown looked like the best wide receiver Clemson has had since really Justin Ross walked out the building. How did you feel about them this weekend? That was a that was a Syracuse game. Did we talk yeah. about the – we talked about the Florida State game already, yeah, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we about the, yeah, okay. last week. Um, yeah, so Ty, Tyler Brown, I tweeted about it too. I think he's the best wide receiver we didn't had in since Ross and Higgins. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion. Um, and that's no shade to Antonio Williams because I think he's good too. But Tyler yeah. Brown is special. And shout out to you know my fellow Green Villain. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him for sure. 
I just feel like I think it's a shame because I heard the announcers talking, and you could probably expand on it, expand on this a little bit more. But so is it true that Clemson didn't recruit him? He basically had to beg his uh yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. His like, coaches had to beg. Yeah, like pretty much what happened with that situation because I have some intel on that. He was recruited by Minnesota. He was gonna go to Minnesota. He grew up a Clemson fan. He wanted to be at Clemson. And pretty much his yep. coaches pretty much had to go to Clemson and beg because Josh Sapp, his former teammate at Greenville High School, was down there at Clemson. And Josh Sapp and, you know, the coaches and all that, they was putting in a word for Tyler Brown. As soon as Tyler Brown got the offer from Clemson, he dropped Minnesota and came over to Clemson. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much that's kind of what happened. He was a three-star guy, very underrated. Um, I thought he really should have been a four-star guy, but because of his size, I guess I understand it. But like I said, Tyler Brown's the best Clemson wide receiver I've seen since, like I said. Um, I mean, he a dog. I mean, good Yeah, God. since Ross walked out the door, to be honest. Am I tripping? Is he – is that – did he have 100 yards on Florida State too? Well, he almost – he would have if he, he didn't go have, down. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That's right. He almost had he 100 on Florida State. And he almost and he did have a hundred last week. He, yeah, he um, almost had hundred and fifty on uh Syracuse. Or did he have hundred and fifty? And I, I gotta say it, man, give some credit to Kay Klubnik. He's gotten mm -hmm. better every single week. Um, and that's the season is like we said talked about last week. The season essentially is over as far as winning the ACC title. Uh, winning, you know what I'm saying, a national championship. Where they, where they, where they go, BT? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I But, you know, as far as K. Klubnik, man, I, I love what I'm seeing in his development. He's getting better every single week, bro. Every single week I've seen him getting better. I talked about T.J. Parker the other day ago. I think he's the best yeah, in the country. Yeah. He leads Clemson in tackles for losses. He leads Clemson in sacks. He's in the backfield every single play, and a lot of that yeah. is because Peter Woods is also creating that pressure so that he can get open. I'm going to be honest, man. I think Peter Woods and T.J. Parker, you can make an argument for them that both being the, the best freshman defensive players. I think Caleb Downs at Alabama, you can make a solid argument for him as well. But I'm telling you now, man, Clemson, they seem like they got some guys. I think Duke and Florida State kind of caught Clemson at the right time. I'm not going to lie. If Clemson played them now, I don't know if those teams are beating Clemson, um, just to be quite yeah. frankly honest. I think Clemson's getting better every single week. We, yeah, for sure. I agree. I think, you know you know what? I keep it a band with you. Come, moving into week, what is this? This is week six? Six, yeah. Coming up, moving into week six, I think the only thing holding Clemson back right now is coaching. Coaching, that's it. That's Florida it State because – same way, it was coaching. Because these guys, yeah, that Florida State game was all on coaching. I don't blame not one Clemson player, man. No, not one Clemson player no. for that for that Florida State game. Coaching, the only thing, I mean, hell, we probably would we probably win the game if you know Nate Wiggins doesn't get injured. Injured, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? We win that game for oh, sure. Oh, by the opinion. way, man, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm glad you said that. Shout out to Nate Wiggins. He seen our clip last week. Uh, he shouted us out, showed us love. So shout out to Nate Wiggins and his family. They they hit us up and told him told us they appreciate the love. Nate Wiggins his, himself hit us up and showed us love. So we wanted to get that out the way. Yeah, y'all give a round sure. of applause for Nate Wiggins, man. That was dope for him to reach out and say for sure. he with us. So that was that was dope. Yeah. I had a couple hey, of hitting me up saying, "Hey, man, I appreciate y'all like showing yeah. that type of love." He really wanted yeah. to see that. 
So once again, I want to show Nate some love because we yeah. our, our our video last week went like stupid viral on Instagram, like it crazy. Did. Yeah, it did. Um, I kept getting the notifications. Was I was like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy, bro. So shout out to Nate yeah. Wiggins, shout out to his family. Um, they really was showing love, and Nate reached out to me personally and was like, "Hey, bro, I appreciate that." You know what I'm saying? So again, definitely, yeah. that's that's what's up, bro. And that's why we do this, man. We love to have fun, yeah. and that, that's really a part of why we do this. Let me talk about the USC. Colorado game real quick. USC won 48 to 41 after getting up big on Colorado 27 to 7. I thought Colorado showed a lot of fight. I like what I seen in them in the second half. And, and this is the thing I want to bring up about Colorado. Those two freshmen, Carmani McClain and Amarion Miller, they have to play. I'm sorry, Dion. I know you're saying like they show up to practice late and they're immature. Brother, them two boys right there need to be on the field at all times, bro. I'm going to be straight up with you, bro. Both of them guys, you watched the game too as well. I, I was <laughs> – Yeah, man. In Colorado. I'm telling you now, that Amarion Miller dude, I'm going to be honest, bro. He might be a better wide receiver than Travis Hunter, bro. Like, I mean, that guy is a beast. He made play after play after play. He had seven receptions for 196 yards, which I'm almost 200 yards. Of offense strictly by him. Um, again, Armarion Miller and Carmani McClain have to be on the field, Dion. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm not trying to tell you you gotta have special treatment for your 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 elite players, but at the same time, bro, you need to sit them in a the room and be like, Hey, bro, yeah, right, like because y'all yeah. need to feel. I agree 100 percent I think um my man Omarion uh Miller, um what was it? You said seven receptions, 196 yards. Yep. Listen, that dude, and a lot of people was talking. They was like, well, when when Travis Hunter come back, you know, he's going to have to go back to the bench. No, sir. No, yeah. sir. No. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Listen, listen. Xavier Weaver, Jimmy Horn, Travis Shoot, Hunter, go for a wide. Weaver. Yeah, go for a wide. Go for a wide, bro. Yeah. Go for a wide. Exactly. Exactly. Hell, yeah. they running back that was in the game last week. What's his name? Not not Anthony, Edward. Anthony Hankerson. Hankerson. Yeah. Go to running backs too. Yeah. I mean, do whatever you can. They got. Listen. I'm not gonna hold you. If Colorado had just a, a, a an ounce of defense, it would be dangerous. Them boys. They I think the only game they lose. Dangerous. The only game they lose is Oregon. Yeah. The only game they good. lose is Oregon. I think they beat USC if they had yeah. just a lick of defense. They beat USC. Yeah, I agree. They beat I USC. Agree. And the defense played better in the second half. Yeah. They beat USC if that mm-hmm. defense was playing good. But like you said, and hell, hell, you can make the argument. She, Travis Hunter was there just on right. defense. Yeah. He might beat USC. Now that Oregon game, they got blued out. I'm not saying nothing about that. They they lose that game. But hell, against uh against USC, man, you right. Omarion Miller need to be on the field all the time. McLean need to be on the field all the time. Get those guys involved in the, yeah. in the game. Dion, Brian, I understand that you building a program. I understand, mm-hmm. like especially in college, you got to discipline those guys. Well, of course, if he, yeah. If he's showing up late, if he's not acting right, absolutely. But for your team, you know what I'm saying. For your team, you need to tell, like, like my boy T said, sit those guys down and say, listen. I need, need y'all. y'all. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no, no. Don't say we. I need y'all. 
Because yeah, nah, this is coming from Prime. This is coming from yeah. uh, somebody that literally legitimately has a claim to GOAT. I'm not talking about a cornerback. I'm talking about just football in general. Mm-hmm. GOAT. Like, you are literally one of the top five NFL football players ever, probably. You can sit these guys down and say, look, man, I need y'all. Cry if you have to. Just yeah. tell the boys to get there on time. I need y'all. Get them boys on the field all the time, Prime. Yeah, I agree. Amarion Miller and also as well. Uh, yeah, Kamani and McClain both need to be on the field at all times. Yeah. Both of them. They too talented to be sitting on the bench. They That's just on the sideline. Yeah, they too talented. Look, man, we don't win an hour and 20 minutes, bro. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. This was probably, again, I know I say this after every episode. It seems like every week we get better with this thing, man. So this was a very enjoyable episode. We're in the best month of the year, which is October, because we talking football. We about to be talking basketball, too. It's just a good time of year. Baseball playoffs is kicking off. I mean, again, we having fun. And, yeah, man, this was a good episode. I enjoyed it, man. Cam, do you have anything else you want to say? Yeah, um, real quick. So a lot of people have asked asked us about um coming on the show. Oh yeah, and, and, and wanting to be guests. We we working on it. I mean, we <laughs> it's it's a lot, man. It's it's just we still trying to get our own our, our schedules people, you know and stuff together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we trying to, we still trying to get everything together. But um, and I'll be honest, I don't want to be disrespectful to any of y'all's time you know what yeah, i'm saying sure. i don't i don't want to i don't want to promise that y'all couldn't come on the show and then we just never get around to it you know what i'm saying so that's why yeah. i've been saying like you know we're thinking about it and we're trying to figure things out because we really are trying to figure things out you know what i'm saying and still trying to understand you know how this thing works and you know how we're going to bring on guests and when we can bring on guests yeah, you know what i'm saying sure. um because we try to do it every tuesday night but we also don't want to want to step on nobody's toes and we yeah. don't want to um we don't want to like bring somebody on you know when they're not ready or when we're not ready you know what i mean so mm-hmm. just be patient we're working on it um oh my man pj said you had an fsu player watching your podcast last week hey man that's love man we, yeah. we, we love it man hey. for real mm-hmm. we love it man we love it bro appreciate but y'all like I, but like i was saying though just be patient i promise you we're gonna get because i I don't know about you, T, but shoot, I'm I'm cool with having a guest almost every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm down, man. Like I said, we just got to get people's schedules together yeah. and stuff like that. We don't want to keep the guests for three, four hours. Not like yeah. that. We want to keep it close and simple. <laughs> so yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, like we, you know, we just we just working on how trying to figure out because like I mean, we went an hour and 20 today and it was just us, and we don't yeah. want to like we yeah, don't want to be on for yeah, you know, we want to respect people's time, bro. Yeah, we're trying to we trying to we trying to figure this out. So, but I'm gonna get back to y'all. I got a few guys, T. I'm a I, we'll talk about this off the air, but I got a few a uh, few people that want to join us um and wanna and wanna get in and 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 talk with us. So yeah, um, we'll make we'll bring, so, yeah, we'll definitely bring y'all on, especially when um basketball season starts and when the football season kind of come along a little bit, mm-hmm. we'll start talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, nah. But uh yeah. yeah, man, again, man, appreciate y'all, man. We love y'all. We appreciate all the support. We thank y'all. 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? Again, man, we enjoy doing this, bro. We enjoy all the supporters that support us. You know what I'm saying? We, we just appreciate it, bro. So once again, I mean, we ain't, you know what I'm saying? We just two guys just trying to have fun and, and talk sports and do something we love to do. Yeah. So we just love that y'all showing us love. Like I said, I thought it was really nice of Nate Wiggins and his family and all them to reach out last mm -hmm. week. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, so yeah, man, again, bro, like just thank y'all for all the support because we really do need it and we really do appreciate it too as well. Yeah. So again, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. Cam, if you ain't got nothing else to say, brother, peace, love, and happiness to y'all. We will see y'all next week, man. Peace, love, and happiness, man. Have a good mm -hmm. one.